IDC Radio, Hello, I'm Bar Ruven. I'm the co-founder of the CAT 669 Alumni Association and the Executive Vice President of Development for the American Friends of Unit 669, aka AFU 669. In addition to my work, I'm an entrepreneur. I sold my first startup called Mishlochov a few years ago, and I'm now the co-founder and CEO of Disher. And I'm Dr. Jonathan Pfeffer. I'm an innovation and mentoring expert. I consult U.S. and Israeli startups and multinationals on innovation strategy and on creating and maintaining a culture of innovation, which is also the focus of my PhD. I'm a mentor and judge at Harvard's Innovation Lab and a mentoring supervisor at the CAT 669 Alumni Association, among others. Lastly, I also teach innovation management here at the IDC, Interdisciplinary Center in Herzliya, which is graciously hosting us from their radio channel studios. For those who are not familiar with us, Unit 669 is the Airborne Combat Rescue and Evacuation Unit of the Israeli Air Force and one of four special units in the IDF. The unit rescues casualties, both soldiers and civilians, from any place and under any condition, be it enemy territory under hostile fire or civilians in Israel caught in emergency situations. During its 45 years of operations, the unit has rescued over 12,000 wounded soldiers and civilians. AFU is a non-profit organization supporting the unit and its alumni, many of whom become the future leaders of the Israeli society. We want to encourage them to make the most of their humanitarian potential. To benefit themselves, the unit and Israeli society. We are doing the best we can to keep up the good work of Tikkun Olam. Our podcast is called that way based on our mascot, the black cat, which symbolizes our unique skill set. Flexibility, alertness and creativity. Whatever the situation, we land on our feet and quickly adjust. Each podcast is 21 minutes long. Six minutes to get to know our guest's unique connection to the unit, six minutes to know them better, and nine minutes to get inspired and learn from their unique experiences, insights, and advice. Our guest today served as a combat rescue soldier at the unit. He is an expert in machine learning and AI and in uh, helping companies utilize and adopt AI. Yuri Baron, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, guys, and uh, thank you for... Uh... Thank you for your time. We know you very well from different uh, professional and personal hats and avenues, but we'd love for you to uh, give us in a few sentences, uh, give our listeners a little bit of an understanding. Who is Yuri Baron and uh, what's your connection to the unit? Sure. Again, my name is uh, Yudi Baron. I'm uh, 47 years old, live in the north side of uh, Israel, unique and Beautiful place, actually part of an area called Misgav. I live in Manof, and uh, it's some kind of a community in the in the north side of Israel. I have three children, two boys and one girl. Very excited to be here. Thank you for your time, Yudi. We, we are... Um... We're happy that you are here uh, with us. Can you tell us uh, your experience, uh, your connection with the unit? Uh, what was your role at the unit? How many years did you serve? So I was uh, actually in, te- in team number 22. It was between uh, 1991 and uh, 1995. I was a combat uh, rescue soldier. Actually, my way to the unit was very... Very unique because I was in flight uh, course when I uh, started uh, my uh, military service. Then when I stopped there, I actually went to a 669 unit. And actually, if I look at the past, uh, I think it, one of the biggest decisions in my life, uh, I think it was my best choice to be here in a 669, although I had other opportunities. I served uh, 10 years in a reserve. 
And then I went to the area of uh, the selection process. Mm-hmm. And for another 10 years, it was a very excited uh, years of building and uh, of the new guys, yeah. And um, you are a mentor in uh, our mentoring program. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this experience? Actually, it's like two years ago, I joined to the mentor uh, of uh, 669. Uh, I think the opportunity and the way how you can take the young guys, the soldiers and the other uh, the other guys that uh, served in the U and the 669 and give them from your experience, from your knowledge, from your understanding, helping them how to suit in the in the real world. I think it's something that uh, also equal to what we are doing in 669, we are helping people. So it's some kind of a combination between helping them and giving back to the 669 uh, unit. I didn't know it until uh, until someone told me about this uh, program and it was amazing to join to this uh, program and to see how we can help and achieve so many uh, things in the way by helping uh, these guys. So, Yudi, I, I, I want uh, just uh, to uh, put in a little bit of a, of a good word, so to speak, because as the supervisor and, and, uh, of the mentoring program, And the person who actually met you first uh, when you applied, I should say, you're being too modest. Yudi is a, not just a mentor, he's a star mentor. Hmm. And, uh, and now you're recorded, so you, can't, you, know, you, you <laughs> can't leave the mentoring program. You have to stay in the mentoring program for another cohort at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yudi, Thank you, Yoni. Uh, you know it's, uh, it's for both sides. And again, I, I think that the, the opportunity to give from yourself, from, from your experience, for what you work through and the, the knowledge you have, it's a gift that you can give to other uh, young guys that uh, finish their military uh, section. And I think it's a, it's a, very, it's a very unique way to, to tell them, thank you for, for your time and help them to be at the next part of their life. Yudi, mm. uh, I want to ask you something else about the unit. If you can describe shortly a few sentences, um, a unique experience that you had during the military service, maybe a special rescue mission that you took part in. Yeah, so actually, you know, it's, it's quite difficult to say one thing because... Mm. Unfortunately, I was a combat a rescue soldier during the Lebanon war. So I had so many, so many things I, I did from rescuing people and saving them. Actually, I can say that I quite believe that some of the people that are already living today is part of our rescue and part of our things that we did during the, the war. It's something that have so meaning for us and you know it's I don't think you can even understand that people actually living today because what you did I I had the opportunity to be really a part of something much bigger than 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 me and what we did there was actually saving lives and we did it a lot unfortunately but this is what we did and I have so many you experience and so many thought about what we did there and I think it's something that part of me right now something that helped me be who I am today and what I did in the in the last years I don't think there is something specifically specifically I can say but actually 
all the things together yeah. help me be who I am today. Yeah, uh, Yudi, thanks uh, for that. Uh, I agree. I think that this is a part of me as well. I want to ask you now, we want to move to the second part of the podcast. Um, who can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? What is your profession? Uh, what are you doing these days? So actually, uh, when I uh, finished my military service, I, I went to the Technion. I have a, se- a first and second degree in computer science from the Technion. And uh, I actually started in Raphael when I was already when I was a student and stayed there like 21 years. Mm. So mm. it's a lot of time. People who don't know Raphael, Raphael is a defense company. It's very familiar in uh, Israel. Especially now, you probably heard about Iron Dawn, and uh, this is something that regarding to Raphael is very known as, uh, as Raphael. I actually worked in a different uh, department. It was, uh, the, it was focused on intelligence and cyber. It was like 21 amazing years. Again, giving to the country and also uh, learning so much. Mm-hmm. And after it, I decided that I want to do something by myself. I decided that uh, I want to go from uh, this uh, golden cage, start something new. And I opened a company called Kaleidu. Kaleidu is a company uh, that uh, deals and work uh, regarding to AI, analytics, uh, if you heard the word machine learning, deep learning, and all the buzz around this one. But it's an amazing word that people are saying that it's the next resolution of the human. So it's uh, something that uh, very interesting me and uh, I like it a lot. So, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of buzz around uh, AI, machine learning. These are all the hot, hot words, right? All the hot topics right now. Yeah. And um, what would you say are some misguided hype in today's coverage of AI? And, and what are some, on the other hand, overlooked yet very important facts? About AI and machine learning the, the world is changing you you probably know that it's not so difficult to see there, there is a lot of data and there is a lot of other sensors a lot of way how you use data and uh, actually the, the the AI section is trying to figure out how to handle this data and uh, let's say the latent legacy ways to do it was not good enough mm. because again it's something that if you look in the past, In the last three years the amount of the data is much higher than what was a um, year before yeah it's a it's a, it's a different approach and a different way and the, and actually the way to do it is by trying to figure out how our mind and our human thinking and how we analyze the data if you take for example if you are looking at a, any object your you have a lot of AI in your mind and You mm-hmm. see the you see the object you analyze it you understand what it is you probably maybe try to predict what we'll do and all of it we doing by milliseconds and less so our human is a lot of a complex computer that analyze all this data and the AI is an algorithm that try to find how to do it very similar to what the human doing by analyzing data by learning the From example mm-hmm. so you give the the computer to learn from uh, example and hoping he will uh, he will uh, predict or we will understand a, a new a new session a new uh, a new area regarding to what he learned well, so I just wanted to, to take step back and to to make sure we understand what's the difference between artificial intelligence to machine learning so machine learning is part of uh, artificial intelligence so okay. what we call artificial intelligence is a bunch of algorithm is a bunch of way 
to analyze data. One of it is a machine learning, subtitle of machine learning is a deep learning, so it's some kind of an algorithm or a way to do artificial intelligence. There are other ways. You can do it by uh, other algorithm, other uh, statistic algorithm. It's also called AI, but again, the buzz of AI. Okay, it's a obviously very, very, very uh, important and interesting area. that's developing now and more and more businesses and organizations are, are looking into it um, where does Kaleidu then fit into that picture what does it uh, how does it help organizations deal with AI so Kaleidu is uh, doing a few different things regarding to AI one is project if you have a project and you want to analyze data and you want to build some kind of uh, AI regarding to specific projects so Kaleidu can come and help you as a AI and big data company. The other thing is uh, we're still working with government institutions that want uh, to understand how actually to build this mm-hmm. big platform and how to use this technology in their own institute. And the last thing that we actually are doing in the last year is uh, taking Kaleidu to the medical health care. We believe that the medical health care and AI is not yet to achieve what it can do regarding to AI. There is a lot of data, there is a lot of knowledge, there is a lot of experience, but no one actually did the combination between the big data and the knowledge together to give mm-hmm. the next revolution in the AI in the healthcare. Uh, did, did you decide to, to do that because of COVID or not only? Uh, not only. COVID okay. was, uh, of course, one of the things that changed, I think, the whole world and the vision of, of a lot of companies. But we also decided because we believe that uh, there is a great potential. That we can and, use. And uh, again, I'm quite close to the health area. And I, again, if we are talking about 669, and it's something that was all the time there to how to combine the, the AI with something that I did in the past. So the combination is, uh, for me, yep. is obvious. Okay. Uh, we, we talked about that you are trying to, with your company, uh, to encourage other companies and organizations to adopt AI. What can you tell us about the obstacles and challenges the organization face when they're trying to adopt AI? So it's a very good question because although we, we are a startup nation and although we are talking about big data and AI, actually most of the companies still at the beginning of AI using and adopting AI. And the reason is because you need to change the way you think. You need to change the way organization works. If we are talking about the process, doing it, so it's from the beginning how to take your data and how to use it. And we need to do a labeling of the data, again, because AI needs to understand, for example. So it's not only that you're taking your data and you need to see that you have an example. So you need to go back to the legacy databases to understand what is what you have there, how you're labeling your data, mm-hmm. and then trying to understand what is the process you want to do. One of the things that we are talking about companies is first of all business, what you want to achieve, not the technology. Mm-hmm. That means you need to understand what will help your company regarding to data and how actually you measure it. We call it KPI. Mm-hmm. So how you measure that actually the system succeeds of doing what she had to do. So an organization that wants to use their data and to bring value from this data, the first need to ask themselves what we want to achieve and how we can measure it. 
For, for those, for a company that uh, doing, um, you know, dealing with a lot of data, what do you suggest for them? Uh, start from the beginning to build uh, their data uh, prepared and ready for AI or even uh, in any stage that when they approach you, you can take the data and organize it in the way that you can use it and, and you know, maximize the, the, the potential of it. So, so, so we suggest to the company, first of all, to, to understand, again, the business uh, case and what they want to achieve, not actually regarding to the data, but just for understanding the business case and suggest them to find something that's very meaningful for the company. Mm -hmm. And if you find something like that, then let's go back and see if we can use the data, the big data and the algorithm to achieve and to understand if we can help them uh, increase. I don't know, the, their value or, or predict uh, things that they, they want to do. I, I will give some example. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of example in the AI that uh, quite familiar. It's called, for example, churn. Churn is to, fi to figure and to find maybe a customer that will be leave your uh, company. So regarding to AI, you probably can try to predict before they leave the company and maybe do something before they leave your company. It's regarding to almost every company uh, that have customers. You can try to predict there is a, one more thing in the industrial called predictive maintenance mm. to try to figure out if you have any failure be before it happens regarding to the data. So this is things that AI can do regarding to data and analytics and AI. So, you know, listening to you, it seems very clear now that, you know, um, you might think hearing AI, machine learning at first, that this is a technological issue, but actually it sounds like it's for, for organizations, it's a strategic issue dealing with the, the, their potential growth and maybe their, their current efficiency in their business model and their potential other revenue streams and um, maybe even new products and services that they can build around AI. So it sounds like it's a strategic issue with a lot of potential for companies, but do you find that companies, perhaps some are less enthusiastic about it and maybe even a little bit apprehensive or afraid of, uh, of AI? Yes, you are right. And, and, and the main issue here is uh, because, again, most of the company not really familiar understand what is AI. Of course, they heard about it. Of course, all the startup nation talking about AI, but they are not actually understand what they can achieve and what they can get from AI. So we see a lot of companies that don't want to jump to the water, that don't want to do their first steps regarding to AI because it demands a lot of, let's say, courage. Hmm. And of course, it demands a, a budget, probably. Budget and, uh, and demands uh, understanding and going back to a legacy uh, system and databases and trying to do some cleaning and uh, organize it that uh, AI can work with it. And sometimes companies don't really doing the first step to get into the AI when they are actually doing it in two cases. First, when they heard about their competitors that mm. are already using AI. And the other one is if the CEO understand what is AI and the, uh, the benefit of using AI and actually don't have a lot of other choices, <laughs> then the company will probably will start this, I call it a journey to going to the AI area. I hope, to, I hope that from this podcast, many people or more people will, uh, CEOs will understand better what is AI and approach you. <laughs> I want to ask something that we discussed in one of our conversations, if you can share anything about an initiative that you are part of, if, if I'm not wrong, 
uh, about the trailers and um, uh, movie, movie success? Yes, we have a very nice demo that actually combines a lot of technology from the AI section. It's regarding to, we try to predict only by uh, using a trailer if the series or the movie will be success one. So how you do it? You take a lot of trailers and uh, trying to figure all the, we call it the features regarding to sound or the actor, the, the, the colors, all the, all the features that you can gather from, from a tailor. Again, it can be also the loud of the voice. It can be violence, if there's sex and, and so many other features. Mm. And then the machine is learning who are the trailers and what score they, they get. I, I mean about trailer that already have a score. Mm -hmm. So learning the computer, who will be a good trailer or a good series and a movie and who is not. And mm -hmm. after we doing that, we can put another trailer that the computer didn't see, and regarding to those features and the combination of the feature, he will try to predict who will actually be a good series or, 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 a, or a movie. It's so quite amazing to the score we got there, very, very, very close to what, what the machine predict regarding to what people gave it after it. So, you know, it's, it's just a really, really cool example of how AI can be used in surprising creative ways to... Um, you know, in different industries, uh, and also to even change our daily lives eventually. Can you perhaps uh, take us uh, on a journey to, let's say, five years from today? What do you think AI, or how do you think AI is going to uh, disrupt different industries or change even just our daily lives? So actually, it's already already doing it. If you are talking about Mobileye and, uh, and all the vehicles that will also drive by its own, mm. it's all AI. So if you, are, if you are talking about robotics, that doing things automatically, it's all there. Actually, it will, it will change the way people are thinking on doing. Some of the job will disappear. Mm. Other will be, maybe, maybe they will be different, but some of them will, will disappear. Mm. Let's take, for example, drivers. There is like 100 million drivers in the US that drives a uh, merchandising from one way to the other, there will be no need in a driver. Let's say in Amazon right now, the people doing for taking boxes and moving them from one way to one, mm -hmm. one side to the other will be doing by robot. Even in the healthcare, I think there a lot of technology can using, uh, uh, using AI regarding to uh, finding disease, helping doctors to get better decision. I think it will probably will get any area in our life. It sounds like we're going to be in the future interacting more with artificial intelligence than real intelligence, but also that brings the question, when do we actually meet real intelligence in life? <laughs> we meet real people. I'm not sure we're meeting a lot of intelligence, but at least with AI, we'll meet much more intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mentoring probably will stay here for a long time. <laughs> and actually, all the combination between people and people, you know, something that is much soft, Mm -hmm. uh, that you need the feeling and motion and uh, even doctors, you know, when you are go get, when you are going to visit your doctor, much more than computer, uh, what I have and what I need to do. Mm -hmm. It's some kind of interaction between people. Uh, art will be there for for a long time. Teacher, you we can see that uh, still we need we need all this touching between mm -hmm. people. 
Mm-hmm. And this is something that will stay here, for my opinion, uh, I don't want to say forever, but <laughs> I don't see it uh, disappear in the next decade. Yudi, uh, thank you very much. Uh, it was very interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, again, more people will visit your uh, website or will try to approach you after this podcast uh, with Kaleido AI. Yeah. Um, And thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your uh, experience with us. And your vision for the future. <laughs> yeah, it was a very optimistic one. And thank you for being mentor in our program and helping uh, others to, to maxima- maximize their uh, potential. Um, I want to thank the uh, Interdisciplinary Center in Ertelia for hosting us and the International Radio. Our podcasts uh, will be uploaded to Spotify, Apple Music, And we will advertise it in, uh, through the AFU669 marketing channels. If you want to get our newsletter, the podcast episode, or to get involved, you can join our mailing list or write us through our website at www.afu669.org. Thank you again. Stay well. Yudi, have a good week and great day. Thank you. We are looking forward uh, for our next episode. Thank yeah. you, Yoni. Thanks, Var. IDC Radio, 106.2 FM. 106.2 FM.